You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Outdoor Edge in their complete lineup of knives and game processing kits. These guys right now are doing an absolutely huge giveaway where you could win an elk hunt. And not just any elk hunt. We're talking about a seven or eight mile horseback ride into the backcountry. We're talking a one-on-one guided hunt. You're going to be sleeping in a wall tent, and you're going to be doing that for five days with the founder and CEO of Outdoor Edge, David Block. Now, if you've never been on an elk hunt before, I'm telling you right now, go sign up for this because if you ever hear a elk bugle, whether it's at 400 yards or it's at 40 yards, it is a life-changing experience. So here's how you enter. Go to OutdoorEdge.com. There's going to be a big banner for it somewhere on their homepage. All you have to do is click on that. Go fill out some information. I think your name, your email address, maybe some other stuff. And that's all you have to do. That's how you are entered. They're going to be picking a winner oh, a ways from now. So you have plenty of time to enter. Go visit OutdoorEdge.com. Sign up today. And if you decide to purchase any products from the website, Enter the discount code NATION30. That's the word NATION with the number 30 after that. No spaces. NATION30. And you will receive 30% off your purchase. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. And this week's episode is about Jeff and, and Waterfowl. You, you've heard us talk. He he's, was going to get into waterfowl hunting this fall and spoiler alert he he had some success and so that's what we talk about this week before we get into that though i want to talk about our sponsor monster whitetail grub so instead of waterfowl talking deer we're you know we're right in the middle of the rut deer feed is a good way to kind of keep does in your area which then brings bucks in your area jacob can attest to this right he his property predominantly holds does most of the season and now he's starting to see bucks show up. So Monster Whitetail Grub is a great way to do that. They've got their signature feed, their Monster Whitetail Grub feed. So it's a more of a coarse feed. It's got uh, mineral mixed in. You can get all kinds of different additives added to it. They've got just flavored corn, kind of takes just standard corn up a notch. And then for more probably for the spring, but they've got straight mineral. I know guys like to run that in the, in the spring with, you know, fawn development and antler development, but Whatever you need, they've got. So check them out. Go to ohiohuntsman.com slash sponsors, and you can get in touch with them and order. So as usual, we'll give our 
updates, what's been going on, updates from the field, whatever you want to call it. So I guess I'll start. I, uh, we had, we all had plans to go do a, you know, our, our big, uh, sort of rut vacation down at the cabin. And I had the car packed, completely packed, was getting ready to basically say bye to the family. And Amanda noticed Ella was feeling a little warm, took her temperature. She's got like 101 fever. And given the current climate of everything, you know, we would all be basically living together for three days. I didn't feel right to uh, not, you know, not knowing what was going on with her to to leave my you know, now quote unquote sick family to go, go, uh, stay with you guys for <clears throat> a couple of days. So kind of blew plans up, ended up hunting locally. Uh, but that, that was kind of a bummer. She ended up being fine. Basically that, you know, she, her fever went away, you know, basically within a day. But <clears throat> by that point, you know, it didn't really seem worth it to, uh, make the trip down to the cabin for the weekend. And so hunted locally and, uh, not a lot, of, not a lot to report. Honestly, I hunted, you know, we, you've heard us talk at the parks, uh, I hunted out at the parks and <clears throat> I heard two bucks sparring, but aside from that, uh, didn't see a deer that, that, Parks hunt kind of this season altogether kind of has humbled me and I think we're going to do an episode coming up here, you know, sort of about our, our rut hunting experience and you, you know, you'll hear more, he'll hear more about that. Uh, you know, if you're interested in that, but yeah, this, this season's been, been rough for me. So what have you guys been up to? So like you mentioned, this past weekend was our rutcation, if you will. Um, you guys will hear more about that later. Um, but I came home from that on Sunday and, uh, you know, was talking to the wife and she was asking, you know, what are you, what are you doing next weekend? And, you know, like, do you have any plans? And it was kind of like, well, I'm going to be hunting next weekend. You know, like, that's going to be, like, prime rut. Like, I'll be hunting. And she's, you know, sitting there, and she was kind of like, you know, I could tell she was beating around, you know, beating around the bush of something. And it's like, what's up? And she's like, well, can I hunt next weekend? And it's like, sure. Like, <laughs> you know, like, we got to get somewhere set up for you to hunt because she doesn't she won't go in a, a tree stand. She's afraid of heights. Okay. Um, I mean, she'll hardly climb a step stool. She's afraid of heights. Right. So I, uh, spent Sunday midday, uh, putting up a ground blind for, her. and really the spot that I set up, you know, a ground blind for her, which I, mostly set up because of ease of access like she can easily and quickly get to it and get out and you know without 
blowing the whole woods up. You know, if she wants to just sit a few hours, she can. Right. But I start, you know, I start setting this ground blind up and then I'm kind of looking at shooting lanes and realize there's a bunch of rubs like really close. You know, uh-huh. one's maybe at 40 yards right out in front of her. Um on you know a tree that's probably i don't know three and a half four inches around you know across oh wow and the whole thing's just tore up yeah um and then there's a a scrape that i discovered walking out of the woods that isn't far from there you know like a really active scrape so i it's pretty close to like the yards, you know, so potentially it's nighttime activity, but I would assume whatever deer's making those is a big boy. You know, I don't have any trail camera photos, but I would assume it's a big boy. So yeah, that's what I've been up to. And with the rut, man, you know, you just never know. You never know when or, or, you know, Anything can happen at any time. So, Jake, what do you got going on? Uh, like Jeff kind of, well, <clears throat> I guess like you kind of alluded to, Jason, in the intro, um, the bucks are showing up at my property. Um, primarily holds does, but we're starting to see some bucks and definitely a couple that would make the classification of shooter bucks. Um, I'm not one to talk inches of antler or anything like that or even know by looking at a trail camera picture you know what that deer would measure but there's one that's coming in that i'm fairly confident to say that if i were to be fortunate enough to harvest it it would be the biggest deer i've ever killed um so there's a big one (laughs) so that's exciting um i prior to our rutcation which will you guys have said, you know, talk in detail on a later episode. Um, I did squeeze in a quick sit and had a encounter with him. I'm pretty sure it was him at least. It was kind of like a flash in the timber type thing. But based on trail camera pictures, um, around that same time in different, you know, close, closely related areas of the property, I'm pretty sure it was him. All I saw was a very big deer with very big antlers and it was, you know, moving quickly through the timber type thing. No chance at a shot. Um, so that's exciting. Um, we continue to, you know, put some, hopefully get some opportunities at him. Um, and then like Jeff had said, we did. I went down to the cabin for our rutcation, which we'll talk about in a later episode, and um, kind of gave it the old try down at the cabin. So, but that's pretty much it here locally. I've been any chance I can squeeze a sit in. I try to get out, and you know, assuming conditions are right, um, temperatures have been kind of warm lately, but. Um, still trying to get some sits in to see if we can 
catch one making a mistake. You know, like you said, anything can happen at any time. So yeah. Once you shoot Big Hank, I gotta I gotta come out and see if I can fill my antlerless tag that I thought for sure I would use at the parks, but uh, oh right, didn't yeah. Yeah, I uh, sat. I guess it was last night. I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today's Monday, the ninth. So yeah, it was last evening. Um, came home from the rutcation down at the cabin and squeezed an evening sit in, and uh, didn't see a single deer. <laughs> so that's the way it goes sometimes with the rut. Yeah, right. So whatever that means. We could talk about, like I said, you know, we'll talk about that more in our vacation episode and the timing and kind of what we saw and didn't see. But yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Okay. Well, with that, let's get in and uh, talk about Jeff's waterfowl hunt. Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman podcast, where three brothers, Jason, Jacob and Jeff, discuss all things hunting in Ohio. Our goal is to be your source for accurate and reliable hunting news and conservation issues in the great state of Ohio, as well as some fun and interesting conversations along the way. This is the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Are you listening? All right, so Jeff has good news for us. He, uh, you know, if you've listened to any of our recent episodes leading up to this fall you've probably heard jeff talk about getting prepared for his first waterfowl season and so he was able to get out for the uh waterfowl opener and had some success so spoiler alert and basically we're going to run through that that hunt that experience how he was set up uh what the conditions were like all the details that we can think of or (coughs) provide that might be helpful to somebody else either in the coming weeks or next season if you're you know if you're looking at getting into waterfowl hunting so jeff let us know what was the what was the date the I, i forget when the the opener was i'll have to look at a calendar real quick give me one second because so opener for the well it was actually both northern and southern zone but uh in ohio was the 24th october 24th okay so you hunted the 24th or was it yeah yeah okay i got out the 24th and Uh, this was morning yeah the morning of the 24th okay i got out to uh where i was going to be hunting pretty early because i wanted to have time to kind of get to my spot set up my decoys and you know i knew that there would probably be issues because it was kind of the first time i'm doing this so and so this is a private private property yeah with a creek it was a creek kind of it was a creek yeah so uh it was a little bit of a walk to it, but, uh, it was a Creek on one side of the Creek is basically woods, you know, pretty, uh, open canopy type woods. 
on the other side is more of a, a very wet woods that had been uh, timbered and uh, most of the trees were removed. So it's a lot of briars, um, tall grass with sporadic trees. So I think the other, you mean, you mean open woods, closed canopy on the other side of the creek, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. On, yeah. Yeah. Open, open woods, closed canopy on one side. The other side is tall grass, briars, and like sporadic walnut trees. Right. Uh, it was, it was a timbered area where the tops were left, which has now been overgrown and so it's a lot of down trees, like treetops and yeah. stuff that have kind of grown into right. thorn bush patches. <laughs> yeah. It's not fun to walk so, through. It's pretty nasty. No. no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's thick down there. <clears throat> but I was coming through the, the woods and... Uh, you know, most of this story is going to be a calamity of errors, probably. So <laughs> that's all right. Uh, that's that's a good for people to learn from. The first thing I did was, you know, I'm walking through the woods and, you know, I think I know right where I'm going. Well, I get to about where it's like, well, the woods should be stopping and, you know, it should go downhill to the creek. Like right around here. So I and it's dark. I'm I'm out early. So I pull up my phone, you know, make sure I'm you know not lost. Well, my phone's telling me that yeah, I'm kinda heading in the wrong direction. I need to turn more to my right, and then the creek will be right there. And I had marked on uh Google Maps, like right where I wanted you know, a spot where I wanted to go. So I turn to my right and I walk and it's like, this just isn't right. You know, something's not right about this. Like, I don't think I'm going the right direction. So I kind of pull up my phone again and, you know, it's not really working out right it's like well i'm pretty sure the creek's that way so i'm gonna walk that way and yeah it was only like 20 yards was where the hill came down into the creek <laughs> so this this whole phone thing will i'll circle back to it so i get you know down and uh the the, the first thing is you know i'm taking out my decoys and the there had been a lot of rain you know the the few days before the four days before the creek's flowing pretty good and i don't really know how deep the creek is right at this spot you know so i'm kind of cautiously working my way in well the creek is has basically flooded its banks so it's like you know squishy mud underneath the water and then then you get to like the gravelly you know 
bottom. Creek bottom, right. This creek's, I don't know, it's very weird. I've not experienced many other creeks like this. It's more of a ditch than a creek. Like, it, it drops off very quickly into deep water in some places. But I kind of get out in the water, you know, with my decoys, and the creek's higher than I was expecting, you know, in this spot. It's probably waist height, you know, maybe even stomach high. Can you, you know, in some not places. to interrupt you, but can you talk a little bit about what, or maybe circle back to, like, why, what made you pick this spot? whether it's now or circle back to it. Uh, yeah, I mean, the reason that I picked this spot to hunt was, I mean, the main reason was when I was deer hunting, I would see ducks, you know, land in this creek. Pretty um, good reason. The, the actual specific spot, reason I picked the specific spot I did was because there was basically an opening in the canopy, you know, so that ducks flying over could see the creek here and could okay. see my decoys in it. Okay. You know, a little bit further, you know, uh, to other, you know, the other directions, you know, if you go downstream or upstream, the canopy kind of closes in and it's not as easy to see the creek. Gotcha. Okay. So that's why I picked this spot. Um, so the, and the kind of the place in the Creek I picked was, you know, it's a, it's a straightaway in the Creek and then downstream of where I was going to set up the decoys, there was a fallen tree across the Creek. So I set up, I put four decoys, you know, probably about 30 yards upstream for from me and then i put uh three decoys around that fallen tree okay the idea being that you've got like an opening area where you're sitting to sort of funnel the ducks in between the two sets of decoys or yes yes okay. so the idea is the wind was coming out of the north which is the downstream direction so the idea was the the ducks would fly from the south and you know go over the first patch of decoys land in the gap between the two sets okay which is that's my shooting hole basically right you know so the ducks are going to land in my face you know and they're going to come in in less than 30 yards present you with the perfect you know right up shot right so that's Got it. that's what i'm picturing in my head so i uh get all the decoys set up and you know this is there's a calamity of airs there's a lot of things going on you know i'm very cautious about where i'm walking because there's fallen trees in the bottom of this uh, creek, and it's fairly deep. So, 
I get the decoys set up, and uh, right before legal shooting light, like a couple of minutes, well, let me rewind a little bit, like starting about 30 minutes before legal shooting light, I can hear geese flying over, you know, big groups of geese flying over, you know, can't, can't make them out in the sky, but big groups of geese flying over. So now it's a couple minutes before legal shooting light and a stick comes down the creek and it missed my, my first pod of decoys, but two of my backstop decoys, it comes and takes them out and starts dragging them down the creek. <laughs> so I, you know, get in on the other side of this log and I grab it's those a big stick or like what? I mean, what do we? It, I mean, it, it wasn't a log going down the river, but it was a, it was a pretty large stick. I mean, okay. big enough that it, that it that had a Y in it that caught two decoys and was <clears throat> dragging the decoys and the weights. Okay. You know? All right. And I mean, the, the stick after it drug them, you know, maybe 10, 20 feet kind of spun off of the decoys and went on, but now my decoys are out of place. Right. Yeah. So I get in, I get those two decoys I put them back where I want them. I get all, you know, get back to my spot. It's now legal shooting light. I load my gun. I uh, sit down on a log to basically kind of, you know, get my bearings, you know, kind of get prepared. Well, talk about, talk about like, again, I I hate to keep interrupting you, but somewhere along the way talk about like are you in some sort of a ground blind ground covering or are you just kind of tucked in or or whatever so add that in wherever you see fit okay well i guess that's kind of also what i'm doing right now is i'm kind of picking where i want to set up you know like sit hang out okay. um so i'm there's a small what what it was was there was a tree that had died, but it's so there's a dead tree there that doesn't have any real branches sticking off of it. But then at the base, it had re-sprouted. So there's there was a bunch of branches coming off the base, you know, that are probably I don't know the size of a a golf ball around, you know, and then they branch out. So I kind of okay. tuck up on one side of that, and like you know, this is where I'm gonna set up and then there's uh a fallen log right kind of by it so i'm sitting on that log just kind of getting things together like kind of getting my calls out which i'm not really planning to use and uh you know i'm kind of figuring out how this is gonna work you know like what's going to happen here and uh i'm sitting there it's you know a few minutes after legal shooting light you know not less than five minutes after legal shooting light 
or yeah, less than five minutes after legal shooting light. And a, you know, I hear a, you know, kind of like a, like a tweeting, you know, tweet, 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 tweet. And it's like, well, that sounds like ducks. Where are they? You know, and like a noob, I look straight up into the sky. And uh, there was a group of what I think were teal. I'm pretty sure they were teal. Um, about four or five of them, you know, buzz over my decoys. They go out, loop around, you know, this, the, they loop around the brushy area and head back south. They came, they came from the south, heading north. They came down the creek, looped around, and headed back south. And, you know, never looped back around the meet. I'm pretty sure they, you know, started coming in, saw me sitting on that log, and got, and especially once I looked up, they saw me and got out of there. They were done. That's that's pretty cool, though, that, like, the setup worked, right? Like, right away. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, so I'm excited now, you know, because I, I saw ducks, you know. I mean, our, our dad said, I doubt you're going to see anything there. I don't think that's a really good place to duck hunt. Right. So I'm, I'm excited. I at least saw some ducks. So as we're in the middle of the rut, scent, deer scent, can be a really effective tool for getting bucks in front of your stand. So Mastin's deer sense has anything you need from a scent standpoint. Right now they've got their full estrus scent, which works really well. We've been using it to hunt the rut. Jeff has had some, you'll hear in an upcoming episode, uh, about Jeff having a buck, you know, mere feet from him, smelling Mastin's estrus scent that he had put out shortly before this buck showed up. So it's an effective tool. If you haven't tried it, I encourage you to try it. You can go to mastinsdeersense.com or ohiohuntsman.com slash sponsors and order some of their scent and they'll ship it right to your house and you can use it and hopefully have success with it like, like we've been having. So with that, let's get back into our conversation. And then... Right at five, five, five minutes after legal shooting light, uh, it just starts sounding like a war zone to the northeast of me. You know, not super far northeast of me. So it, just like shortly after you saw these ducks? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, just a couple of minutes. It sounds like a war zone over there. And there's a, a marsh over there that, I am now I now know is heavily hunted by someone because I mean there was all kinds of shooting going on. So I'm kind of excited like well maybe those people, you know, busted all those ducks and geese off that marsh and yeah. they might be coming this way. So I'm hanging out you know and I'm trying a little bit of calling but i'm 
trying not to really do too much calling because I think it's just going to scare birds away. And uh, this is maybe 15, 20 minutes later. Another two birds whiz over my head from the coming from the south. You know, just whiz over my head and just keep heading south. And they were low enough to shoot or. Yeah. Yeah. Had I been able to. Yeah, they were they were low enough to shoot, but they I mean, they were going fast. So I'm like, "Eh, maybe I'm not in, you know, maybe I'm too out in the open here. So I'm going to tuck back into the woods a little bit more. And I set up so that. Basically, you know, because I'm expecting the birds to land from the south, um, you know, come in from the south and land. So I set up so that basically I have all kinds of brush where I can't see, you know, I don't have a clear shooting path um, to the south until uh, until they're they're in the shooting, you know, hole basically right okay so i set up you know and i'm hanging out you know time's passing now does that also mean that you can't see them coming in i no i can i can see i just there's no you know i can see through the branches okay gotcha and so i'm sitting there and all of a sudden there's two ducks coming directly from the west like straight at me so they're coming you know like they're not coming up and down the creek they're coming straight at me from the perpendicular yeah 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 and i pull up and they turn uh they turn to the south and fly up the creek and land but i can't see you know i can't shoot there i don't have a shooting lane so i have to step out and i step out and they you know basically immediately get up and fly off like they saw me pull up so they were already very concerned right they were just basically finishing their land and they landed and then got up flew off okay So now it's like, well, those birds just landed the complete opposite way of how they were, you know, everybody tells you the birds are going to land. Right. You know, everybody says the birds are going to land into the wind. So it's like, I, you know, that kind of sucks. And I had picked my spot. I had a different spot picked out that I chose not to hunt, you know, down the creek, well, actually up creek, um, because the birds weren't going to come in the right direction. You know, the wind wasn't the right direction, and I didn't have a good shooting lane, basically, going the other way. Right, okay. So I hang out there for a little bit longer, and nothing's happening. So I decide, well, I'm going to pick up, you know, a 
group of my decoys. I'm going to grab them out of the water. And I'm going to walk down, walk up creek into where I originally wanted to hunt. I'm going to throw these four decoys out and hunt there. So I go down there, actually up creek, but go to that spot. And that spot has a little patch of flooded timber. Like there's an actual low area in the woods. And then the creek runs along it. And that spot of flooded timber is just covered in smartweed and there's smartweed seed just, you know, all in that water. So it's like, you know, the ducks should be here. So I throw my decoys out in the the creek there and I'm sitting there waiting and, well, I picked the spot that I was going to put the decoys out because it, there was an easy access to uh, to the creek. You know, like, I could see that there was a, an easy way to kind of walk into the creek here. It's not just jumping in off the bank, basically. Okay. So I set the decoys up right there where it's real easy to get in. And uh, I'm you know, waiting there. I'm doing a little bit of calling, not much. And all of a sudden, there's ducks on top of me, just in every direction, basically. Like, I'm just in the middle of a swarm of wood ducks landing into this creek. You know, it's <laughs> it's probably, I don't know, 10, probably around 10 wood ducks landing. And I mean, they're on top of me. Like, my shots are 10 yards. Oh, wow. I mean, they, and all of a sudden, they're just on top of me. Because what I think had happened is where I was at, the creek comes and it bends right there. Well, I think they kind of cut the corner of that bend and came through the woods. Like they were, the, the ducks were coming down the creek, flying down the creek. Well, they cut that corner of the, the bend in the creek and came through the woods, saw my decoys, and were landing. Okay. So, I mean, they're on top of me. So I shoot i shoot two and you know they both drop boom boom you know two ducks down and so now i'm you know like looking and i see that there's a a hen that had landed in the water so i take a step to try to like get to a better because there's a pricker bush in between me and it. I take a step to get a better vantage of it. And like right next to me, you know, 10 feet away from me in the Creek, uh, a, a Drake had landed there. So it flushed up out and I shot it. So now I have my limit of wood ducks all in this Creek. And (laughs) like I said, the Creek's, up it's it's flowing yeah so uh my ducks are starting to float down the creek well i go to 
like get in right there where uh you know like just cut them off and i start going you know like pushing myself off the bank you know kind of like lowering myself in like i sat on the bank and then i was lowering myself in and realize oh hey i'm not i'm not finding ground i'm not finding <laughs> ground <laughs> and i get like you know to my stomach in the water you know i have waders on but i'm up to my stomach and i don't find ground so then i pull myself back up out of wa- out of the water and there's two that are floating down the creek and then the one uh was heading towards uh like a a root ball on the edge so i go towards the one that at least is coming towards the edge i'm gonna grab that one and then i'll go down creek and cut the other ones off right so i go and i'm trying to get the one that's by that root ball and i realize oh it's still halfway alive like it's still flapping a little bit you know and it kind of goes up into this root ball on the edge of this creek so i go in where my decoys you know like where i uh put my decoys in at and i start walking over to this root ball you know because it's like i've i've been in the creek here like i know the depth well Mm -hmm. as i start getting closer to this root ball the you know there's basically like an undercut there like right by where this root ball is you know there's a deep spot so the water is getting higher and higher and higher and i get to the point where i'm you know an inch from overflowing my waders (laughs) so i uh you know quickly get back out now it's like well now the other two ducks are long gone down the stream basically like (laughs) i'm gonna have to walk the bank and try to find you know where they got caught up you know and i'm thinking well this is you know dumb like i i shot three ducks and i'm gonna find one maybe if i can get this one out of this root ball but i i so i walk around to where this tree is and i kind of look over the edge and i can see the duck in the root ball down there so i grab a stick and i push it kind of like out into the creek you know and it's dead now it's not flapping around anymore i push it out into the creek but i'm like kind of steering it back to the bank like i'm trying to keep a hold of it if you will with my stick right yeah and i pull it over to the bank and then i'm reaching down in and it's a good like from the bank to where the water level is it's a good reach it's three foot maybe and there's prickers and i'm trying not to get a hole in my waders and but i fish that one out so i got a duck you know i got i got one of them first duck check yeah so now it's like all right well now i gotta walk down the creek and hope that i can find these other two ducks you know and i'm feeling pretty terrible like you know this is gonna be finding a needle in a haystack right yeah so i start walking down the creek and you know i basically go 
not far, maybe 10, 20 yards down the creek, kind of loop around a big pricker patch. And uh, there's a tree that has fallen into the creek there. And those two ducks are sitting right up against that tree. Like there's a little fork in it. And where basically all the garbage from the creek gets collected. You know, there's all kinds of sticks and stuff. And those two ducks are sitting in that that fork. So it's like, all right, awesome. I, you know, there are my ducks. Like, I got them. Right, yeah. So I uh, get in the creek. Well, I walk over to, you know, where this fallen tree is. Well, I got to get up and over a branch in in the creek, you know, to get into that fork to grab the two ducks. So I, you know, jump up and I pull myself up onto that one branch. And, uh, you know, I get my legs over to the other side of the branch and it's like, okay, I'm going to lower myself in here. So there's a sum, is there's a submerged branch or the branch is above the water, but you can't duck under it. Otherwise, you'll get your the water over your waders. The water is at water level, you know, so it's half submerged, half above water. Oh, the okay. log is. OK. And I mean, it's a. It's like one of, you know, one of the main beams of this tree, basically. Right. OK. So I get up on it. I get over it. I get my legs in the water on the other side and, you know, it's like, well, I just got to kind of go for it here and hope I find the bottom, you know, I, I know how deep it was on the other side of this branch. Right. Well, I kind of push myself off that log while the current pushes my feet out a little bit. So my chest comes forward and I spill just a tiny bit of water down my waders before I find the ground, but before I find the bottom, but you know, that's enough to, to really shock you, you know, (laughs) it's 50 degrees out and I, you know, just got, uh, you know, a cup full of water down my waders. (laughs) Oh man. But I, Snatch my two ducks, navigate my way back to the bank, um, you know, climb out. So now I have my limit of wood ducks. I go back, I grab my decoys that are upstream. I take them back to my original spot. I throw those decoys back out in the water. I sit there for a short period of time you know maybe 15 minutes and then i realize you know i'm not that good at identifying ducks right now and the only other ducks i saw were teal and i don't know if i can you know in the spur of the moment identify if those are teal or wood duck right so i don't want to shoot the wrong thing and even if teal did come by by the time i properly identified them they'd probably be gone so i decide i got a limit of wood ducks i'm happy i'm cleaning up so i clean up all all my stuff and i start heading out of the woods 
and you know it just kind of seems a little weird like you know something's off like i i don't think i'm heading the right direction again so i look at my phone and it's telling me that i'm walking uh it says i'm walking west and it's like there's no way that i'm walking west right now like that is not possible because the creek's west right right the creek's west so it's like what is going on you know it's like i don't know my phone can't be wrong so i'm gonna you know basically turn around and direction i walk the other direction it's like no something is way off here like where i'm heading i is definitely not the right way like it's going downhill i should be walking uphill so it's like something is off so i shut off my phone and then turn it back on and yeah now my compass says i'm walking the completely wrong direction (laughs) so somehow the compass got off on my phone which then completely turned me around in those words Uh. i mean i was so turned around i i couldn't believe you know with woods i'm that familiar with yeah that you know basically my compass being off could turn me around so much because it's just like the phone can't be wrong like it's it's got to be right. I have to be turned around. Yeah. But I then hmm. hauled all my stuff back to the car and got out of there. Called well, it a day. Yeah. All right. So, so that's, uh, that's the story, basically. So what do you have any takeaways? Anything you would do differently next time after have, you know, after have having done it the first time and, and, you know, you got, you got ducks. So, you know, I would, it's certainly it's a successful hunt, but any, any takeaways or, or anything you learned from that first hunt? Yeah. I mean, I, the, the first thing is find a, a pretty good hide, you know, that find a good spot to kind of hide, you know, better than I did. Okay. Um, don't get, I mean, at this point, it's like, don't get too caught up in the wind direction because those ducks didn't really follow the wind direction thing. You know, I think maybe big ducks might follow, you know, the, the wind direction rule, but the teal and the wood ducks, they, they definitely weren't really paying, you know. No one told them that that's what they were supposed to be doing. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, the, the other thing is I just, I need to find a, a lighter, you know, a way to cut weight because carrying the decoys and the guns and ammo, the gun and ammo, you know, all into the woods. You know, I, I carried a jerk rig in that I didn't even use because the creek was flowing. So it's like, that's given my decoys plenty enough motion. Right, okay. So, I mean, I think the next, you know, time it's kind of go where I want to go, make that work. And, 
try to save on weight. Okay. So that's especially kind of my... in a situation like that, it seems where you're kind of packing stuff into an area versus like driving a truck out into a field or to a pond or something, and you can just dump right. everything out. Right. Also, I mean, kind of don't listen to the naysayers because you know, I had a lot of people tell me, oh, I don't think you're going to shoot any ducks there. Like, yeah. I don't think that's really ducky habitat. Like you need to go hunt a marsh or a lake. Yeah. And it's like, well, I've seen ducks land there before. Like, why can't I go duck hunt there? You know, it's what I have available to me. It's, you know, private land that I have available to me. So it's, I, I don't know of anyone else that's ever duck hunted it. So it's not like the ducks are going to be, you know, super yeah. gun shy or whatever. Yeah. So I went in there and made it happen. I mean, I don't think there's, you know, a whole lot of ducks around yet. You know, it was just the the few resident ducks, but I, you know, saw enough to get a limit of wood ducks. So I was, I was pretty pumped. So my question is what, uh, my last question, what, uh, what breed of uh, retriever are you you looking at getting? I I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's probably a pretty good question. I I mean I don't know. I almost would have hated to put a retrieve you know retrieving dog in that creek in fears that it would have gotten caught up just because it was flowing so fast. Yeah, I mean I'm sure you know. It, a dog probably could have handled it, but flowing so fast and that there, it was pretty hard. You know, the banks were hard to get up. Oh, right. You know, I would have been nervous for my dog, you know, for sure. Yeah. But I, I need to come up with some sort of plan if I plan to do that again, you know, a net <laughs> or yeah, something maybe, it, I mean, also just kind of know the terrain a little bit better, you know, as I walk the bottom of that creek, I'll know it a little bit better. So, well, I, I mean, help. another thing is like, you know, you were by yourself, so you're trying to now, I guess, with more people could mean more ducks in, in the creek. But you know, right. you could also, if it was three ducks, but more people, you know, like. All right, you keep an eye on that one. You keep, go get that, you know, like everybody, let's divide and conquer. Right. Well, or yeah, at least just, yeah, have one person be like, you know, you just follow the ducks down the creek and see where they get caught up. Right. You know, when they get caught up somewhere, we can catch them. Yeah. You know, but you just follow them and wait for them to get caught up somewhere. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it was, I mean... It was uh, pretty exciting. I mean, I shot three times and I got three ducks. I'll take that. I mean, I was starting to get real frustrated because it's like I'm seeing ducks, but I'm just not ever getting the pull the trigger. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm I'm not fast enough. Like, yeah, by the time I see the ducks, they're gone. You know, because they're basically they're flying quiet as can be until they're right overhead and 
once they're overhead, then they're gone, basically. Yeah. And then the 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 other two who did come in and land, it's like, well, now I was hidden well enough, but they didn't come in the right way. Yeah. They came in from the west and then landed going with the wind. And so, uh, what were you shooting? Uh, pump, M- autoloader? It was a, a pump. Okay. Yeah, it's a Mossberg 5. Well, it's actually a Mossberg 500 clone. Uh, okay. a Western, A Western field. So it's a fairly old gun. I bought it for cheap. Was uh, using uh, Federal Speed Shock number two shot. So pretty big shot for wood ducks, probably. But I I didn't know what I was going to run into. If I was going to run in the wood ducks or if I was going to run in the geese. So. Right. Okay. Well, cool. Sounds like it was a it was a good time. So, yeah, that's I think uh, now I'm going to focus on deer hunting for a little bit until, you know, things kind of calm down with the rut. Mm-hmm. then i might get back to the duck hunting okay so. cool all right well like i said maybe that was uh helpful for somebody that's that's kind of looking to do the same thing jeff did or you know maybe you're i don't know maybe you're not having success with with what you've been trying or you know would like to hunt a creek versus a lake or you know something so maybe there was something in there that was helpful or maybe you've got or at least it's an interesting duck hunting story or at least yeah just yeah. <laughs> you know yeah i i was happy that i didn't die because that was yeah. the other thing my my dad's like oh you're you know you're gonna need to be careful you know like you're gonna flood your waders and drown and it's like i sure hope i don't but I mean, it's a it's a real thing that could happen, I suppose, yeah, right? You get yeah. you get your wa- waders full of water, it drags you under, you get snagged on yeah. a root ball or something, you know, and so. So I was just happy I didn't die. Yeah, yeah. He had it in my head that I was gonna die. <laughs> so that's it for this week. Hopefully. You guys found this one entertaining. I know it was a <clears throat> an interesting story for me to hear because I, you know, wasn't as you hear in the story. He was uh, hunting by himself, so uh, hopefully, like I said, it was interesting, and hopefully, there's more of this to come. Maybe Jeff will, you know, convince uh, Jacob and I to get into into the waterfowl game. So. Aside from waterfowl, hopefully if, you, if you're a deer hunter, hopefully you're having some success in the deer woods right now with, uh, you know, some some rut hunting action, and hopefully that's going well for you. And that's going to be it for this week, so thank you for listening. Thank you for commenting and, and sharing our episodes, and with that, I'll let you all get back to, back to your week, and we'll talk... St- talk... St- that's not a word... We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.